Welcome to the GrassCast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Okay. So I'm going to hit the intro button. Tell me if you hear anything. Yeah. Welcome to the GrassCast. Boo, 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 boo. Uh, GrassCast. GrassCast. What's the show about? What's the show about? What's the show about? <sighs> talking about games. Talking about life. Games. Life. Games. Life. Everything in between. Everything in between. Everything in between. Everything in between. <sighs> what? What just happened? <laughs> That's our new intro, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, playing around with some of the Zencaster tools that are at my disposal now. Um, okay, let's let's do one just in case that was totally insane. I uh, think I think we got to lock in, but sure, we can we can <laughs> we can do and clean, but <laughs> or that can be like after the credits. <laughs> uh-huh. So, welcome to the Grasscast, a show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Sean. I'm Quab. And I want to say it's been a while, but I've been listening to some of the old episodes and I've been saying it's been a while in the last few episodes. So <laughs> it feels a little redundant at this point, but yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, life finds a way, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, wh- where are we? We are in December of uh, 2023. It seems like this year was a blink. I don't know about you, Sean, but yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like uh, like and, and going to listening to some of the old episodes because I wanted to refresh myself for today and <laughs> listening to like what games I was playing or what was going on in the world or even um, we were talking a lot about NFTs and like what's oh, that all about? Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing in the span of a year. It went like, hmm, this is an interesting thing. I don't know where this is going to go to like. Yeah, it's a scam. It was a it's scam. A scam. <laughs> <laughs> it was straight up, straight up a scam. <laughs> wow yeah and it only took a year but uh, yeah so uh, yeah i wanted to do an episode today at least at least kind of bookend the year like we did a few at the start of the year and things got busy and you know trying to reflect on that um got some time off finally uh, oh yeah my daughter's finally going to daycare so that gives me yeah, yeah. time in my life back <laughs> and uh just finding a time when the house is quiet and empty to record has been difficult so uh, we might be banking them today. We might be uh, yeah, putting a few more. Like I don't. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> off for the holidays, which is mm-hmm. um, interesting as well. Uh, and I don't know. Is it was an interesting year for me, like with work wise, where things changed at work, and uh, I got a lot more responsibility. <laughs> Not more pay or a uh, new title, but just yeah. less less time. So. <laughs> Uh, it's nice, and apparently, uh, with where I work, you can't you can't bank your uh, vacation, so mm-hmm. I gotta take it, <laughs> and um, yeah. off most of December. That's good. Yeah, yeah, we're both I think kind of just taking the rest of December to relax a bit and get ready for the holidays. And yeah, yeah, things are busy, but um, yeah, wanted to let's see talk today about. Um, there's a few things, but anything on the top of your head you want to talk about? 
Uh, off the top of my head, not too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we could do kind of a year in review, or mm-hmm. I, it, it shows how much production or uh, or how much planning goes into this podcast. That <laughs> doing a year in review. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what buttons Sean has access to, so we're gonna go through and see. <laughs> this is fantastic. I've only I've only got four, and I've already burned two, so I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me this yeah <laughs> all right but i can uh, see these are already gonna be fun uh i listen to a lot of uh this is important which is like the guys from workaholics do a podcast oh and I, one I of the guys one of the guys has a soundboard that yeah. he uses you know in, in part of that podcast and it seems fun yeah 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 no that seems like a dream i think even like my bam bam occasionally justin has a soundboard as well mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, okay, I guess I wonder if it's like another tier. I mean, we can get into the meta of uh, the Grasscast production. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were talking a little bit about Zencaster, and it seems like they changed uh, some stuff up. Uh, yeah. During the pandemic, they had a wonderful free tier mm-hmm. that we, uh, <laughs> that we, we took advantage of. Took a lot of advantage of. But yeah, I mean, companies, I guess, need to make money. Um, yeah. Which is a bummer, but... That's the system we live in. Then, then that forces us to figure out how to make money off of the show. And uh, that's not something I really <laughs> set out to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting year and it's been an interesting couple of years where you're like, huh, capitalism, is it going to kill us all? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. We, we'll have fun and, and, and see if we can. But we're, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe having ad reads would be fun if we ever got to a point where anyone would give us money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of Greatest Generation. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is um, maximum ma- fun. a Maximum Fun podcast with Bob and I both. Uh, the love and, love and respect. Um, yeah. It's a good like, uh, uh, podcast community slash, you know, organization that like, you know, props up and funds a lot of uh cool podcasts like the McElroy brothers and greatest gen and a lot of things and uh yeah. i don't know they just seem to have a system that um i don't know if this is just greatest gen or i think it extends the other podcast but like i like how greatest gen does like um well obviously they they it's it's just a podcast reviewing all the star trek episodes yeah. and um you know when they do kind of like they're they're reading emails um from people who listen they call them like priority one alerts and <laughs> uh they've incorporated um an interesting game oh at the, at the end of each episode where i i don't know i think some fan made it or they got this game where it's it's, it's it kind of just sounds like a you know standard board game you like move across the board and at the end of each episode they roll a dice and move on the board and then certain spots on the board will dictate like how they do the next episode so one of them says like you know they it's like it's like the corks bar episode so they both have to like get progressively drunk as they (laughs) record or one episode they both had to record from their bathtubs like taking a bath (laughs) okay (laughs) which was a little i don't know weird um but yeah it's an interesting way how they like incorporated the game into i mean kind of how we do hey rock 
Oh yeah. yeah, and have consequences based on that. But we don't we don't progress it to the next episode. Like we don't say, okay, so it's for the next episode, you have to do it a whole the whole episode in a Scottish accent. Yeah, it's like a legacy thing. Uh, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, I have listened to like some older uh, episodes of Latest Generation, but yeah, I, I haven't kept up. But I, I do like that, like having a legacy thing that continues um, going forward. So I mean, we're so close to the the new year, Sean. Is this mm-hmm. like? resolution time are are you like a new year's resolution person or or not mm, i always try to make a resolution i i would say six seven times out of ten don't keep to it well yeah that's <laughs> yeah that, no that's fair that's fair um are you familiar with like cgp gray at all um he's like a youtube guy he, so there's like kind of explainers with like a stick man I know there's a lot of explainers with a stick man, but like these are high production value explainers mm-hmm. with a stick man for like various things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also like a podcaster uh, with the, I think the podcast is like called Cortex um, okay. and him and his like uh, kind of podcast buddy and business partner. Uh, they had this concept of instead of resolutions, there's themes. Mm-hmm. So the, th- the problem with resolutions is it's like this goal that's you're probably going to fail at. It's this thing that you can actually fail at. Like I'm going to read a book every week or something uh, for mm-hmm. the whole year. So by week, week, whatever week two, where you didn't, things got busy, you failed at that resolution. So um, their idea was more general themes. Uh, so like you could have like a theme of reading or a theme of knowledge. So that mm-hmm. rather than having a specific goal of, one book every week it's more like i'm gonna read more so it's just trying to like uh move in tread trend lines instead of like things that you can fail and get discouraged at mm-hmm. um which is just it, it was a cool idea and like it doesn't even have to be for the whole year it could mm-hmm. be like the winter of uh reading and then you could keep it going for the spring but you could switch it up and just like mm-hmm. Uh, their whole thing was like it's it's all about trend lines moving towards a goal versus something you can fail at and get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so the, the way he describes it makes me think of uh, the summer of George in Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> very much the summer of George. But like George can be like so I tried it like with mm-hmm. um, pretty much it was like the winter of creation. So okay, if I was like lazy on the couch, just like playing with my phone and i had like a sign up like like just one of those signs you can get from like the dollar store that like you can change the letters on and i just saw i'd look up and see the summer of creation and i'm like okay maybe there's something else i could do i could try to do something a little more creative mm-hmm. i will say i did kind of trend uh to doing that less and less as uh, the seasons went on but i think i still did more creative things than i would had i not had this reminder of this thing so. so did you just throughout the year like the spring of creation the summer of creation like you just changed it based on yeah season? pretty much yeah pretty much um and then sometimes i would like change the theme too like if i felt mm. like i needed like yeah maybe i don't want to focus on creation right now i want to focus on something else so mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know I, as folks i don't know who's gonna be listening to this or when it comes out but <laughs> that might be something to look into um I, yeah the do we ever do like uh, show notes or like links in the description? This is coming from the guy who doesn't do anything for the podcast. Um, but show I do, I do show notes, but I uh, sometimes do links. Yeah, when they're kind of relevant. Um, okay, okay. Let me try to send you this link. Okay, I, I think 
we're gonna up our game we gotta get we gotta get uh we gotta get some money for this baby like it's starting <laughs> to cost money now uh in ways that i didn't realize that my friend sean has been paying for so uh let's uh let's get this capitalist train going uh, but yeah we'll get a i'll send you a link in the description for uh these themes mm-hmm. um this theme idea yeah you know i just um I really care about this podcast and uh, I want to keep making it because it's it's important to me, you know? I Why are you laughing? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to be sincere here, man. I, I, I don't get why you're... So, Why are you not taking me seriously? Some people have weird reactions to sincerity. You know, this modern world we live in, you know, it's just, it's it's hard sometimes, Sean, where my defense mechanism is laughter at awkward times. And, you it's know, okay. I, you know, I, I understand. And uh, I appreciate you saying that. So, um, <sighs> it's <and>, uh, <laughs> been a very special episode, a very special episode. Uh, we're having fun. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy I don't know what the buttons are. Okay, so that's I know what three of the buttons are. I'm so curious about that last one. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I wonder I wonder if there's like custom ones. Like... I, I see a plus button. I'm trying not to hit it. Oh boy. All right. Well, okay, that's that's for the future. You you can keep that as fun for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> where was I going with that? I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah we're talking themes we're talking uh stuff um we're talking about we gotta we gotta monetize this the crap out of this podcast um so one of the things that we had talked about previously um was actually our last episode um Mm -hmm. we were talking about the oscars and that's how long it's been and uh how every everything everywhere all at once won and like just the merit merits of like award shows and things like that and i thought it'd be good to bring up now where um we just had there was the game awards oh yeah recently happened this year but there seems to be a industry yeah approved game awards now that's kind of like yeah the official game awards from lack of a better thing and so kind of wanted to talk about the winners because that that um, dovetails into games I've been playing recently and kind of just yeah. what I thought about the results and things. So sounds good. Um, I think a previous episode of the podcast, we talked about uh, my love for the uh, first new Spider-Man game, which came out a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and how I preferred that to Dead Red Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 because I'd rather be happy freewheeling <laughs> yep. swinging around buildings than like yeah. trying to survive killing animals and yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Dying of starvation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and since then um, <laughs> Weird. The, Mile, the Miles Morales one came out and now number two just recently dropped and was, was for consideration for Game of the Year for this year and Having not played the the winner, which which turned out to be Baldur's Gate three, which oh, had a yeah. lot of hype, yeah. Um, I was like, I finished Spider Man two, being like, "Yep, that's game of the year." Like, uh, yeah, that was a great game, start to finish. I loved what they did. You know, I, I liked how they 
the whole series has been kind of they've been building it up like to the point where now number two like miles it introduced miles morales and two you can kind of transition between the two characters and they also introduce like venom and their their own spin on that and eventually allow you to play as that character and like those powers and Uh, and and the whole story progresses to a cool part where i'm like you know they're 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 starting to uh, they're they're rivaling how the storytelling that's coming out of the marvel movies like Hmm. their characters their story i think i enjoy that more than the current marvel adaptation yeah i was about to say rivaling the are rivaling the current Marvel movies or Marvel movies at their peak. Like that's another thing probably since the last time we talked, it seems like Marvel has been on the decline in terms of the MCU. Right. Yeah. So, Uh, so you have the, the movies kind of not doing great, but the games are really getting interesting. And like, I just saw a trailer for the new blade game drop, which people are getting excited about. Okay. Cause it's made by the guys who made death loop and like, which was an also interesting game. So, yeah, I think that was an interesting studio. Excited about that, and I think there was a recent hack of Insomniac. I want to say, oh, uh, okay. Um, and they dropped they 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 leaked what they're working on recently, and it looks like they're going to use the Spider Man engine to make a Wolverine game, which looks really cool. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All that being said, like I really like Spider Man Two. I thought it was an amazing game, and. I you know any other year I could see it winning and amazingly this game Baldur's Gate three wins which kind of surprised me because <clears throat> it doesn't it doesn't strike me as like a traditional like I, I don't know triple A game like it's a turn based role playing game that I'm really surprised has found an audience and has just taken taken the, the top spot like it's it feels like we're going backwards in like tech uh, backwards in technology but I understand that like the game is it's more open world. Like it feels like you're playing a D and D game with all the responses and things you can do. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's getting weird like paralleling, like how everything everywhere all at once kind of took the Oscars. Like, I feel like there's that weird, like this game, like, which a lot of, I feel like a lot of, I've seen a lot of companies say like, Hey guys, don't think of this as like the new normal. Cause this game is, was crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of just built by, you know, people who want to make a good gamer. I don't know, but um, I'm just curious what you think about all that. No, for sure. Like, I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've said on the podcast before, but like I have a personality where I, I shouldn't have a game system in my house because that's probably oh, yeah. all I would do. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't played Baldur's Gate. I haven't played uh, Spider-Man 2. I did play a bit of like Miles Morales uh, version. Um, but yeah, like they're enjoyable. Um Baldur's Gate was interesting because like like exactly like what you're saying, um, the news I've heard about it was like, I think it is maybe a very unique blend of open world and like uh, RPG, like because like to me, turn based RPGs. I don't even know if it's turn based. I think it is kind of like open world. Yeah. But there is dice rolling. I don't right, know. Right. It's, it's It feels like a tradition. Oh, from what I've heard, and I, I haven't played it yet. Probably the next episode would be like, oh, my yeah, we probably should three. actually have somebody. To I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but right now I'm speaking from, you know, point of ignorance. I've only played Spider-Man 2, but yeah, I'm just really shocked that like that type of game isn't like game of the year worthy. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I think there's like a lot of movements that have been moving towards why Baldur's Gate 3 probably came to it. Like even for myself, like I I know you've played like some uh, tabletop RPGs and stuff like that. Um, And even for myself, like uh, was it past year, friend of the show, Amon was running like a 
campaign that we actually ha- had like 20 sessions of, which is pretty rare for like tabletop RPGs. And like we actually completed a campaign. Um, so mm-hmm. like even like personally, like I think there's a lot more of the culture of people who are playing these things who are kind of more inversed in like a Dungeons and Dragons or like a turn-based thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of mm-hmm. Uh, streaming shows it's like growing and growing and growing Mm -hmm. i think that's all feeding into what was so crazy about Baldur's gate was that it everything i'm hearing it sounds like that tabletop rpg experience where you can try pretty much anything and see what happens and have completely different stories Mm -hmm. and like that's so hard to do and so hard to program and it takes so much more that i think everyone is recognizing when they they were playing with their friends and talking about like, I did this and it worked. And then they're like, I did something completely different and I have a completely different story than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you add on top of that, like the triple a casting and acting. So like, it's a technical Marvel. It's a story Marvel. It's also like, just, yeah, it seems like giving people unique and interesting experiences. Um, so I'm guessing that's why mm-hmm. it, it came out on top because I, I know you played Spider-Man and 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 there's even a history with video games in terms of like giving players choice. Like you're yeah. you're a developer, Sean. You know how much more annoying <laughs> that would probably be. How much right. way more work to and then also like the skill of like having somebody writing stories, so many stories mm-hmm. that are all kind of valuable or interesting or whatever. Um, yeah, and then having a satisfying game with all these branches and having most of them be pretty satisfying is is pretty cool. And right. uh, yeah, I think that's what people were rewarding versus like a Spider-Man, which I'm guessing was kind of linear. And yeah, yeah, there's a there's a <laughs> you're I don't know, like you can go off and like probably do collectibles or stop random crime, um, but there's a yeah, there's like a there wasn't really choice in the ending. I'm guessing. Right. And and that's an interesting point is like they're they're rewarding the openness that they're they're finding and game, games where you get you get dialogue choices and yeah, like, it feels it feels open, but eventually you see kind of the seams and, and you see the direction they're guiding you. And so I guess yeah, I, I guess again as we talk about this, I'm I'm more interested in playing it to see yeah. do you feel like you're being corralled in a certain direction or does it actually feel open and that's what people are Yeah. Because like I, I didn't play a lot of um, Skyrim or mm-hmm. even like The Witcher, where mm-hmm. it seems like this is the next evolution of those kind of games. There's a lot of dialogue trees, which to me always seems super boring. Or even like uh, what was Mass Effect? That was the huge thing that was promised. Your choices matter, mm-hmm. and it was you Mass get Effect. One, Thank you. That was the one yeah. I was trying to think of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get three different color endings, and fans mm-hmm. were very upset about that. But it mm-hmm. seems like in this game, this is the promise of what Mass Effect was hyping. Mm-hmm. Your, your choices actually matter uh, and this is coming from somebody who's just been watching videos on the game i haven't played it so we, we probably should play it and then or have somebody who's played it uh come on yeah. the show i'm i'm I, I'm, a, I'm slightly afraid that if i do play it it'll ruin tabletop games for me like i'm worried it's so good that i'm gonna be like why would i ever play a tabletop again oh i don't think so i better. think any system would get boring and yeah and and, and the wonderful thing about tabletop is the social aspect at least right. for me um mm-hmm. like 
creating like a story with your friends week to week is cool. It was like, it it was a reason for me to leave my house rather than playing something by myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It would be really, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. I don't know. I I think maybe Baldur's Gate has like some on, like, I don't know if it has like online co-op or something. I feel like you can play with other people. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure you can, but like, I don't know. There was something about like, maybe you could get like six people all just sitting around a table and, you know, talking and making jokes and stuff. And that right. might be a different thing. I don't think I don't think tabletop is I think they're only going to f- like a rising tide lifts all boats. I think tabletop is going to get more popular. And I think Baldur's Gate three type games are going to get more popular. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if Baldur's Gate three is used as like a mod engine for other oh people's or yeah. tabletops. Like I want Baldur's Gate three, everything about it, but I want to skin it for like an apocalypse world or yeah, I want a mod where okay, I have a tabletop game that I'm playing, but I also like next to me, I have the digital version of our characters like loaded up in the world. And like when we do dice rolls, we can see what happens in on the screen rather than like having the, the traditional mats and like play areas where we would do it before. There there are uh, virtual spaces, just like um, tabletop simulator for board games. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen like ads for pretty much, yeah, like you can have your digital minifig I think you can configure grids. You can move them around. You can roll dice a lot like um, uh, roll roll 20. Is that the website? I think, mm-hmm. uh, but like on crack, like, <laughs> like with 3d, like it's, it's pretty much a physics engine with like 3d models that you, but some more rules where you can move them around and have different dungeons and stuff. I don't know how detailed they are, but like at least in the, it might, maybe it was like a Kickstarter video and like it was vaporware but i think there are things like that that exist Mm -hmm. um yeah i just i wonder how sustainable they are and if if they're gonna still work the next year but um yeah and i do wonder with Baldur's gate like that would be cool if you could mod it but like it seems like really complicated Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. even even if you had your own campaign you're not gonna have the voice acting and i think that was like a lot of it like how much of it is like actually having people say the lines and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. like um yeah versus like this is a 3d representation of like a plastic figurine inside of like a 3d space that we all share we can move that around talk yeah Yeah. it's interesting this this is my pre Baldur's gate three ideas for the future so it'll be interesting (laughs) when i play it and think like yeah that was that was definitely possible or like no that was cool but (laughs) it's it is what it is but yeah yeah all right, so that was game of the year. Yeah, a, a lot of the other awards kind of trended either towards Baldur's Gate or, you know, there's a lot of categories where Spider-Man was in it. And, mm. you know, a lot of people were, that I, I'd seen were saying, like, it kind of got snubbed and they were surprised. But interesting, so much controversy for a game that seems like, you know, and I don't know the ins and outs of the game awards and, like, who owns yeah. it, whose interests are, are controlled by that. But, like, it seems like, if this is an industry award and Spider-Man is such an industry driven game that like, it just seems natural. It would win. So some awards and it's surprising that it didn't win any. So like, I'm curious who controls the vote and like, yeah, how yeah. All that works. Yeah. We probably should get, could get into the history of it. I, I have vague memories cause I listened to oh, so, so many podcasts, but, uh, the besties, which has like two of the McElroy brothers, um, I think they were talking about the game awards as well. Um, And I think it might be game critics uh, who get votes or something. 
but I'm also on the website right now. And it's like, I mean, voting has closed, but I don't mm-hmm. know if like fans could vote. And that's always a crapshoot as well. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Yeah, because like I'm looking at the next one, which is best game direction. Alan Wake 2. Mm-hmm. I, it, it might just be kind of like, I mean, even with the Oscars, I think the criticism uh, back in the day was like, these are movies that nobody watches that win. They're like either things about Hollywood that say Hollywood's great or they're like some period drama um, that just looked expensive to like put you in another world, which is cool, uh, but not necessarily like an avatar or something like there or like even like the Dark Knight or something like something that there's art in it but there's also like a lot of people like it as well mm-hmm. and like it's that balance like I, I can absolutely see uh marvel spider-man 2 falling into that category of like the dark knight versus like i don't know the king's speech um, but also these are the game awards so you'd think they're it's not it's people are gonna like kind of the things that everyone likes as well so i don't know mm-hmm. but uh, if it's critics voting, then I could see them going for like different choices. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just it maybe surprised me that it feels like there's integrity in the game awards. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we we haven't done much of our research. It could be just like more corrupt than FIFA for all we know. <laughs> True. True. But yeah, at least it looks like like, yeah, because I'm even seeing like Legends of Zelda, um, Tears of the Kingdom, like that was in a lot of categories i don't know if it won a lot so mm-hmm. so the thing i want to talk about now <laughs> oh it's a drum oh dang uh, <laughs> perfect timing i thought it was gonna be a drum roll it's just drums <laughs> but okay i'm gonna be using that one a lot um <laughs> so another thing that um we touched on in some previous episodes kind of going along with game of the year and uh games played recently um uh it's funny i heard a recent episode where um i got my ps5 and i was excited to play um horizon the new horizon dawn game which seems like again a million years ago yeah um but i also had gotten elden ring and i just hadn't you know cracked open the box (laughs) kind of thing to play it yet and now i've been steeped in that world okay okay um I, I don't know how to describe it. It is a Souls game, so it's maddeningly frustrating to get through. Um, mm. I'm on my fifth attempt to try and play that game without like rage quitting. Mm. Um, it is, you know, you know, speaking on the open world aspect, like it is open. Like you start the game, you know, with a, a very small area of the map revealed to you. So you don't know even know how big the map is or kind of where to go. And as you travel through the game, you get these kind of little, they're called, something like grace points they're these little like um shiny objects you kind of see little trails in in the world kind of pointing you to them when you get close so you find these little like sort of save points and as you collect them on your map you see them some of them are kind of pointing in a certain direction they're all kind of like they have little trails that they start to point so it's obvious like and NPCs in the game are saying like, you know, follow the trails of grace and they will guide you on your path kind of thing. So you're like, gotcha. this is what I do next. This is they're all pointing me to this one thing. And this is what I do. Um, and you get one of those early on in the game and it points you to this boss that like he just he kills you in one hit. Like you have no chance. And then you're just at a point in the game where like 
is this what I'm supposed to do next? Why do I suck so bad? I don't get Uh, it. uh And nobody's telling you otherwise. They're just kind of, (laughs) you know, nobody tells you like, don't worry about this guy right now. Just kind of run around in the other parts of the world. And then you start to realize other parts of the world are kind of pointing in different directions and nothing's really telling you what to do first or second. It's just like, these are things you eventually have to do. And so you're just running around the world trying to figure out what to do. And again, nobody's telling you like, hey, don't run over there. Don't go to this place because there's some crazy shit that will kill you if you if you walk near it. So like yeah. half the time you're just wandering in the world, you end up in a place, you're dead. You go to another place, you try to go to explore this place, you're dead. And then, you know, eventually I relied on a walkthrough to kind yeah. of yeah. walk me through um, what to do next. And that got me... You know, that after my like third attempt, that got me a little bit farther in the game. And then again, you get to another point where like you feel like you've explored everywhere that you can at this yeah. part level in the game go. And then you're just like, what do I do now? <laughs> and there's a lot of that in the game. Just like, what the hell do I do now? Uh... And it's frustrating. Uh, I mean, again, with the whole Dark Souls thing, that's how they're designed kind of some of the times. But and again, mm-hmm. this game won game of the year and I'm. I, I kind of get it, but I'm also like, how many people enjoyed playing this? Like, I'm teetering between enjoyment and just like frustration of like, I, I want to beat this because I don't want to admit <laughs> defeat kind of thing. Um, but it's again, I would rather just be playing Spider Man. Like, maybe that's just me that I like that. Like, hey, no, go do sure. this thing next. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like what I, I yeah, what I love about, you know, human existence is like diversity as a thing. Like, <laughs> like if there was all if there was nothing but like chocolate ice cream, it'd be a pretty boring world. So it, that, that's OK. Like, it's it's OK. Um, yeah, that that does sound frustrating. Um I don't know. And like, I'm probably not a purist uh, where I wouldn't mind having a more in-depth guide at a certain point. Like you try it on your own for a while, but then it's Mm -hmm. like, even like at work, it's like you're banging your head against Mm -hmm. a wall, but at some point you're going to have to ask for help. Um, And yeah, maybe it'll it'll just have your more, you'll be more, you'll enjoy it more. Um, Yeah, I do wonder. Uh, I, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts about video games. I don't actually play them. So that's, that is kind of interesting, but it is maybe interesting to like see like where it clicked for some people if they weren't enjoying it. And then maybe if you get to that point. Um, And I feel like with like Elden Ring and like Souls type games, there is sometimes like something where it's like, okay, this is not intuitive at all. But like if you get on a horse and just uh, keep going in a certain direction for like, uh, an hour you'll find this like awesome weapon somewhere that uh will just like elevate the whole rest of that game that you were having trouble with or something mm-hmm. uh, so like those kind of like tips and tricks might be cool but i i don't know it's it's up to you on how you want to play like is it <laughs> is it satisfying or are you kind of like over it yeah i heard i heard a podcast recently that um thinking along these lines of them talking about they're talking about the new sonic open world game which i haven't oh, tried interesting. but how they're like kind of like yeah the game's not great but they have in the game there's really great traversal mechanics of like uh, you're sonic and you can yeah. just run really fast that's cool and go in different directions and that's the kind of thing about spider-man that i like too that i realize is like the traversal uh, mechanics is like yeah you're just free swinging through the city it's super fun and then every once in a while you see a thing on your map like hey go do that thing you're like oh okay but like as i'm just having the most fun i'll go do a mission and then keep 
keep swinging. And um, in Elden Ring, it's kind of like you get the traversal mechanic of a, a horse that can do a double jump, and it's kind of fun, but it would be the equivalent of like playing Spider-Man and swinging around. And every once in a, like every five seconds, there's like helicopters shooting rockets at you, uh, like, yeah. trying to murder you nonstop. Yeah. Like that's, that's Elden Ring is just, things are just constantly trying to kill you. Yeah. That's an interesting question too, because I guess you, you got to ask, okay, what am I spending most of my time doing? If mm-hmm. it's a game, if it's whatever, but like, if the core thing that you're doing most of the time isn't fun mm-hmm. for you, then you probably shouldn't be playing that game. Like that is so key with most games. Like even if you beat the game, if you still love swinging through the world, traversing the world, mm-hmm. and that is fun for you, mm-hmm. that makes so much more sense. Like, Oh, I want to do that. I want to stay doing that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if <laughs> like, if you said it's, you don't get those moments of just like satisfying. If you're just riding your horse from place to place and getting murdered by a, crazy boss um yeah that wouldn't be super fun but it's but then i also see like the investment in like trying to figure out how to beat that boss Mm -hmm. (sighs) like i see that it's an interesting question like how much frustration until you eventually beat that boss is worth it yeah is does that like joy you feel when you finally actually beat that boss is that more satisfying than like just having hours upon hours of fun just swinging through a a place and (laughs) you know with like a really fun mechanic Uh, yeah and um it's funny too that like uh so uh my daughter ellie um she's starting to get to the age she's finally starting to take interest in things other than like just the five disney princess movies that we watch over and over again so just randomly and and I, you know, I'd obviously been playing Spider-Man, but not really a lot in front of her. So uh, it was curious that all of a sudden she started picking out Spider-Man across the universe, okay. or across the multiverse, whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, to, she started wanting to watch that, um, which was interesting. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good for that. <laughs> and, and now, like, if I'm, you know, because I know I've beaten Spider-Man, I'm kind of playing Elden Ring until I get frustrated. And so I'll be playing that. She'll walk into the room and kind of see it and just be like, eh, whatever. She kind of likes the horse, but she gets bored of it. Yeah. No, and, that's then, and then um, usually I'll, I'll, I'll turn it off and switch it to Spider-Man and just start swinging around. And she loves it. Like yeah. she just loves watching me do that. She like starts to pretend like she's sort of like swinging around. And so I don't know if that says I have the attention span of a baby <laughs> or um, that it's just, no. you know, it's fun for all ages kind of thing. Like fun it's, is it's fun. Like fun is fun. Exciting to see and and to do. Yeah, fun is fun. Like again, uh, all my life experiences is through podcasts I listen to. But like that is a big thing with like um, the besties crew, where it's like games you can actually play with your kid, and when they get to a certain age, and or even just spending that quality time with them is like, yeah, something you want is probably appropriate for them. But that's gonna in your own ranking system internally, that's gonna elevate it. It's like Mm -hmm. I had good times with Ellie. Uh, She was swinging around. Uh, That was pretty dope. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's it's up to you, man. People like what they like, <laughs> but I want to understand the popular thing that people like and why it's popular and why I'm not getting it. That's that's my frustration. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Like we're getting into philosophy, which is also part of the podcast, where it's like, yeah, you could live your life frustrated. You don't understand the thing that everyone understands, or you can mm-hmm. just be satisfied with the things you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I'm trying to be in the latter. I, I, th- 
I don't know. At a pretty young age, I feel like I was like, uh, dismissed the other stuff. I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll do what I can and enjoy what I enjoy. Um, mm. but, <laughs> uh, maybe there's some stuff I'll never understand. Um, yeah, but I don't know, but Spider-Man's cool. Uh, so has Ellie seen the second Spider-Verse movie? No, um, haven't watched oh, okay. that one yet. I, I still haven't watched that one yet. So, oh, okay, yeah. I was waiting to watch that without her because you know she doesn't have the best attention span, so I couldn't. Oh yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, watch it, it, it took first. a long time to get to the ending of Spider-Man One because she'd watch like half of it and be like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, because there's just like a lot. There's more characters, so mm-hmm. maybe there's somebody else she could latch onto. But mm. that is cool if she's uh, web slinging around the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's dope. What have you been? Yeah. Oh, um, so you have been watching C lately, which we talked about on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So I'm curious what your your views. Yeah. About so, yeah, you, you. I think on the show you mentioned C, the Apple mm-hmm. TV uh, show. I still haven't finished season one, uh, okay. but it went places I did. Like I thought I knew what the show was, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I can kind of see where it's going. I did not see. I mean, spoilers for season one of C, uh, but I did not see that uh, Magra was like the princess. Like, oh, that, okay. that, that blew my socks off. I was mm-hmm. like, OK, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of guessed it. Um, the other the other kid who can see kind of being sketchy and trapping them. Uh, I was like, OK, OK, let's go in places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've seen that actor in different things. I think he was like on um, what was the show? Uh, it was like a CW superhero show. He played like the second iteration of like Firestorm, one half of Firestorm. Okay. Uh, he's been in things. Uh, but yeah, I was like, okay, I'll, we'll see where this goes. The queen being bananas and killing everybody. That was pretty wild. Uh, yeah. the, the queen, the queen becomes one of my favorite characters. Just yeah. Like how, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. How she acts and what, what she kind of goes through. I mean, yeah, the, the I, obvious. I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like I'm seeing like like she was like so compelling in those first few episodes. Mm -hmm. And now like she's going through some stuff and I'm like, okay, where Mm -hmm. are we going with this person? Like, like they've changed so much in the first season where I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is the end of this going to even look like? Like there's usually some stability, like the person, the big bad in power probably is going to stay in power until like the last episode. But like Mm -hmm. they're shaking stuff up and it's uh, it's interesting. Um yeah, Baba. What was his name? Bob, yeah, Baba Voss. Yeah, Baba Voss. Yeah, climbing up a a, a mine shaft blind with some of the most <laughs> crazy <laughs> dramatic stuff. That's uh-huh. maybe where I was like, "This is getting a little ridiculous." Uh-huh, they're, uh-huh. they're stretching yeah, this yeah. out. Yeah. Like we 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 could cut some of this, but I was like yeah. enjoying it so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that was some weird, wild stuff. Uh, yeah, but no, cast cast is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, keeping going um yeah I'll, I'll stick with it uh i and uh well i canceled apple tv plus so i'll try to finish it <laughs> before that expires in like a, like six days um mm-hmm. so, and then we'll have a whole c cast we can talk about all three seasons or whatever yes <laughs> is there three seasons uh yeah um i don't think there was a fourth uh, the way they ended it was i would say satisfactory okay yeah that's good um I mean, they could have, could have taken it a lot of ways, but I think they wrapped it up pretty yeah. well. Um, yeah, that's all you can ask. Given, like, I'm sure, I, I don't know how it works. So, like, they know when they're getting a new season or if they're getting canceled kind of thing. But yeah, all in all, it was a good series. 
Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, talking year in review, this was the year where big companies realized only streaming is not going to make them enough money. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the whole streaming thing seems to be. Uh, it, what it feels do you like mean exactly? So, uh, kind of with uh, like all the more in the states, but like Warner Brothers and Max, like mm. uh, there was a lot of stuff with like them just projects that people had worked on, um, mm-hmm. like the Batgirl movie and stuff like that that just got like shut down, not not even released. Um, and it seems mm-hmm. like for tax purposes or something like that, um, there was a lot of media on like uh, HBO Max or whatever that just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, like shows that like people like, but they maybe didn't have the biggest um, fan bases or whatever. Like, um, mm-hmm. so there's a show Infinity Train. Uh, did you ever hear about it? Uh, it was like a cartoon. So mm-hmm. it was like a cartoon. It was a little dark, a little spooky, a little like mm-hmm. um, Adventure Time, but like mm-hmm. a little more. Uh, but yeah, like some a group of people worked on this show really, really hard. Uh, and then through political mass machinations or whatever, that the only place you could get the show was a streaming service and the streaming service just got rid of it. So you can't find mm-hmm. it anywhere. Um, and it's kind of an interesting thing where folks are kind of looking around and being like, there's media I like that maybe is not for everybody. And there's giant forces that I don't have any control of, or now that I don't have like Blu-rays or DVDs in my house of the things I like, Mm -hmm. where those can just be gone and they can be gone forever with no warning. Um, so, and then I think like the economics of streaming didn't really work out like the big companies, um, Warner Brothers, Disney and all that stuff um, were putting a lot of money in their streaming services and thinking like, okay, everyone's going to come here. They're going to pay a certain amount. We don't have to license our stuff to like different companies and make money that way. We don't have to even uh, put it on like TV where there's ads that support like TV stations and stuff like that. So they'll buy licenses and all that stuff or even like different streamers like um I think like Disney doesn't send a lot of stuff to Netflix, but that would be mm-hmm. like you would make a lot of money if you sent like Netflix need, needed stuff back in the day. Um, so there was all these deals uh, and then also DVD sales like that made so much money for movies and like mm-hmm. people who had made those movies potentially too. So like all these revenue streams were kind of going away over time um, and it seemed like the plan was like yeah we're just gonna charge people a monthly fee and they'll just keep that forever but like it didn't replace all that stuff Mm -hmm. and i think that all came to a head with like there was like strikes this year as well Mm -hmm. uh for writers and actors at the same time Mm -hmm. um and i think it was all because and it seems like it's a lot of industries as well um everyone's trying to cut costs on Mm -hmm. everything um and yeah, I don't know. It's it's also just kind of seeing like that a lot of business practices in the past year, like the lessons that these companies learned from Marvel was like, okay, we're gonna, it seems like more stuff is getting made every day, but like, I don't know if the money or the marketing ever goes into it. Like talking about like Apple TV shows, like I don't see any marketing for C. I also avoid marketing like the plague so i I, I, i'm probably not the best case scenario but like 
to even hear about it in the different ways you're not going to hear about the stuff like there's a lot of apple tv shows that no one ever watches um Mm -hmm. um what where where was i going with this anyway (laughs) but yeah streaming services it seems like putting a lot of money in their stuff and then not telling anyone hey the show you might like exists has kind of not been working out and then they're that was resulting in them treating everyone who works for them badly. And it seems like, I don't know. I don't know what the next phase of things are. Um, mm-hmm. If they're going to start, if there's like theories that we're going to go back to like weird cable type things where right. Disney plus is going to uh, bundle up with Paramount mm-hmm. plus for like some kind of package thing. And maybe they're, they have deals where they can sell stuff to each other and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just, the economics of streaming don't seem to be working these days. Um, there, was a, there was a brief window of time, a glorious moment where Netflix had all the things and you could just watch everything on Netflix and yeah. that didn't last long. And now, yeah, they're kind of, everyone's paying the price of like, you fractured your audience to these different services and that doesn't sustain you. And maybe it never did in, in Netflix cases. Like they, they kind of just were riding the boat of this will work eventually. And getting Ex- their comeuppance. Exactly. No, that was, and I forgot to mention that in this thing. I'm not a journalist, but like that was the whole thing. Everyone tried to follow the Netflix model, but the Netflix model was funded by venture capital. It was funded by money that was like, eventually this is going to be profitable. We're not profitable mm-hmm. yet, but mm-hmm. eventually we're going to be profitable. So all these other companies tried to do that exact same thing uh and i mean at least like disney has like other things they have a lot of merchandise i mean the parks aren't as big of a money maker now but like they sold other things Mm -hmm. um but like there's other companies that didn't have like they couldn't sell a bunch of spider-man toy or uh, spider-man's a bad example because of the sony deal but uh they couldn't sell like a bunch of moana dolls um right or so trying to fund this thing that Netflix was doing didn't make any sense for a lot of these companies. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the future holds. Um, I wish that the stuff people worked on and that people enjoy, they could still see. And there wasn't like some weird middleman who's like, eh, this saves us a little bit of money. So we're just going to take it off. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in the future for those things they take off, it's more valuable for them to like license it somewhere so Mm -hmm. maybe infinity train would go to like a netflix and there's some deal there where there's still value um but like it is kind of scary seeing the consolidation of power uh, of culture into these singular places um Mm -hmm. that don't really i don't know and just from like a archival thing where uh there's so much stuff being made that future generations can't go back and look at um mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. putting putting all this stuff on being the gatekeepers again of all this content and then every once in a while being like ah oh, now you don't get access to this part of your content that you did previously yeah. where a dvd gives you infinite access and you kind of traded yeah. that in one for the other and now we're like losing that um yeah for sure freedom. yeah for sure and like dvds are interesting like dvd home media like vhs like even the history of that stuff is interesting too, where it's like, you don't own the disc. You you do own the disc, but like you own exclusive licensing rights to, to watch it individually in your home or with like your family, no more than 10 people. Like mm-hmm. I, I have vague memories of being like kind of involved with like university groups on campus and stuff where 
you want to do a movie night, but mm-hmm. like legally you can't have more than a like you could just put a movie on in the lecture hall, but like that's not really cool. The mm-hmm. the lawyers, if they heard about it, would come down and be like, no, no, no. Um, so mm-hmm. but like at the end of the day, you have the disc and you can do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it like I don't know if the future is gonna be more towards folks feeling more comfortable pirating stuff just as an archival thing like mm-hmm. if i'm not gonna ever be able to watch this thing i enjoy again um yeah it'd be interesting to move towards a thing where i i, I have all these theories but it'd be like i make a thing it goes with a big deal a big company or something and then for some for whatever reason like they don't distribute it so people who would want to see it don't see it like posting that somewhere and having like a tip jar somewhere just so like you, the per- people who created it, could benefit from it. Um, right. I mean, there's no thing to say, like, I just take, um, yeah, like Spider- Spider-Man No Way Home and say, hey, I created this and have a tip jar or something. But, <laughs> or like something smaller where somebody might not know and you could like kind of make profit off something that you had nothing to do with. But I don't know. And I think that's the idea behind like copyright. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. It's been a long time. It's been a long, <laughs> weird year. Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can it. cut all this. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's it's interesting. And now, even even us trying to produce content, the, the <laughs> drawstrings are getting pulled, and like you know, it's costing money to generate. And yeah, you know, it's everything's getting more expensive. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's. It's 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 interesting when your financial system is built on we need more money every year. That's just mm-hmm. or more money gets created every year. That's just yeah. how interest works <laughs> in our society. So things will get more expensive over time. Inflation is part of it, and it's like I don't know. That seems broken. Infinite growth on a finite planet seems broken. <laughs> but yeah. Who am I? Yeah. Um, I guess I, I did want to touch on just like I, I what I've been watching recently because, uh, yeah, um, we, we touched on, at the beginning on listening to a lot of Greatest Gen, and that's kind of been like my companion to um, watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. recently, which is my first viewing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've never seen – I've seen a few episodes of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, never yeah, it, it – it, it definitely is the show that took me the longest to get around to because I just found the concept strange that like yeah, Star Trek is anywhere. like you're and, and eventually in the show, they get they do. a ship to start going places when they need to, because you can't have a Yeah. Um, I don't know. Star Trek feels like a show that takes place on a starship. Like that's it's been its genre for so long that like seeing Deep Space Nine is like you're on a space station, which Things just come to you. You don't go to it. <laughs> like stories happen to you. Yeah, I think there is also an interesting history with that where Deep Space Nine was like a response to, I don't know, one of those other shows like Babylon 5 or something. There's like a show that was took place that has a very similar pre- uh, premise where it is about a s- space station. And I think there was like some like, um, you know, uh, armageddon uh deep impact type thing where they're like oh they're making a show like that let's make a show like that or mm-hmm. deep space nine was the first concept and then somebody else copied or something. i forget but i think that's why that weird maybe it's a little weird because somebody was trying to copy somebody mm-hmm. is what i've heard on one uh youtube video one time <laughs> yeah i mean 
and and yeah so again it, it took me a while to get into it and to enjoy it because of those reasons and now with the podcast it's kind of like i have somebody to watch it with me and to like yeah they they, they come from like a film background so they can kind of explain like that was a really cool oh, shot or oh, okay this, this is a cool way they directed it or this this episode sucks and here's why so you kind of <laughs> get like that background and um yeah i don't know i've been now that i'm into it i'm enjoying it <clears throat> um i like i like uh, cisco as a yeah. Uh, main like leading character as a captain yeah yeah, yeah. as a captain um and, like the stories he can kind of tell and like he's not quite a picard um yeah. like he's he's not like a perfect kind of diplomat but he's got his own kind of style which is is interesting um i like um quark like the the ferengi bartender who yeah, i didn't yeah, realize yeah. is the same actor that plays like the annoying principal from buffy the vampire slayer which i kind of grew up watching so like oh. seeing him in this role was kind of like cool to see that that actor again because I spent so much time watching him as a kid. Okay. Um, and I think it's also interesting, like the what like the, a big part of what the show deals with is like the kind of war between the Cardassians and the Bajorans, which is like basically the story of like an occupying force mm. uh, against a people who on the show are claimed as like terrorists and do a lot of horrible things. But like the show starts with like them moving the occupation and like one of the main characters, major Kira is like, was in a terrorist cell. And now she's like part of the government kind of like moving things forward. So, I mean, we don't want to get too political, but like, you know, things are happening in the world I, that that might, uh, yeah, mirror, mirror some things. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, and um, so it's interesting to hear that conversation which i'm sure things were happening then that you know because oh. the, the, these these conflicts are so cyclical that like you could probably oh, yeah. well, you know, reflect the that current and... yeah the current conflict today was happening back then. like the current right. conflict today has been since like world war ii or whatever so like um yeah no, yeah these things... so that's that's been interesting. Like and, and I think that's kind of what Star Trek has done in the past too, is like it, it allows for, you know, having those geopolitical discussions, which may not be easy in the real world, but we call them uh Klingons rather yeah. than Russians yeah. or, you know, all of these different things. And we can have that conversation and remove yeah all of our feelings around them and just say, like, what if this was happening? How would you feel about it? And like they're aliens so you can have whatever kind of feeling you want and um i think that's interesting yeah. um so maybe yeah. that's all no that is interesting yeah that, like, i mean that, that is the thing with art too like yeah it's a spoonful of sugar to mm -hmm. talk about these things and hopefully come to conclusions but it feels like <laughs> sometimes we can't mm -hmm. okay yeah maybe i'll there's just so much star trek <laughs> like yeah uh, yeah but there is definitely something to like watching a show with a companion podcast um yeah yeah that definitely helps yeah and kind of like help doing games like i was saying with a walkthrough it's like someone to kind of yeah. walk you along give you some guidance when you're like what why did they do this so like you get the like contempt like contemporary view of like they're doing even like original series which i definitely was like the last last thing i've ever watched but now i'm trying to watch a <laughs> yeah. few episodes of that because they're doing podcasts along with it and like just seeing like how far they people's views have changed oh yeah since then yeah like how they 
you know, some of those early Star Trek episodes are rough. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They just it, take all of their values from today and they're like, what if we're in space, though? And like, not I'm so used to the Picard way of like, we've evolved past all that. We're, nah, we're like, nah, nah, we're nah, utopian nah. now. We've solved all of our problems. It's like, yeah, but Star Trek original is like, we still have all of our problems. And we're it's so in space. In, and it's so interesting with like the first yeah the original star trek because that show is crazy progressive like mm-hmm. like that show is like whoa this is crazy but then yeah we look at it with today's values and it's like yeah right there's uh, still a lot of white people on that show yeah. <laughs> and there's uh the <laughs> but it's not all white people which blue people's minds <laughs> right <laughs> absolutely blue people's minds yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah no that's wild yeah that's interesting I, I, I I mean, I do like watching stuff with like a companion piece and it's like maybe even just it's not like listening to a podcast or something like I think one of the first earliest podcasts I listened to was um, with every episode of Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. They would pretty much do a commentary like they would start the episode so you could start the episode mm-hmm. like watch it again. And like they had these just on their website. So you just watch it with it and they would go through like a DVD commentary and talk about like how they made stuff and like that got me into podcasting that got me interested in like how things get paid um yeah so that i can see that being cool um, but then also having the shows that are people talking about the thing they didn't necessarily make the thing but like yeah mm-hmm. i can see that being cool yeah and I, i've also found like a very something i like to do to relax now is go to a coffee shop put in my earbuds and like watch the space nine episode while i'm having a coffee it's very i don't know that the, the tone of the show like those 90s star trek shows is just very co- coffee house appropriate ah, like i don't know it's very okay. meditative and it's something yeah. I've, I've learned to enjoy now with my my time when i get a little bit of free time no that's amazing no that's cool man like uh, i think so many people go through life without ever identifying these are things that are just nice for me to do that like enhance my life. So like finding those and like locking into those are good. And it's outside of your house, which is also you get uh, three extra cool points for that. Hmm. I don't know. Does it feel like this has been a pretty well-played episode, Sean? I don't know. You tell me. Um, Come on. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the Grasscast. Well-played. Well played. Well played. Well played. Well, 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 well. The grass cut. Well played. Well played. Well played. We're so so sorry, Bevan. Like your your track was so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Yeah, I'm not gonna keep that in. I don't know. (laughs) First one was pretty good. That one was like I think oh, they're yeah. both great. It'll be Patreon exclusives. Okay. <laughs> well played. Game it up. Should we do a rock, paper, scissor? Oh, yeah. Got it down? Um, yeah, let's see how we're going to do this. Okay. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Are we going to record another episode? Um, do we have content? To, I, 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 I'm, I'm available. I just don't know. Do we have things to talk about? Uh, okay. I, 
so uh, CGP Grey, I, who I, I mentioned in this episode, did that. He's the guy who did the rock, paper, scissors uh, YouTube videos. OK, um, I haven't listened to the whole episode, like where he talks about how interesting or how difficult that was. Like, OK, maybe we can go and like try. Out. Did you try it? Like, I think uh, in uh, the chat with like Kevin and Amon, one of them sent it. Um, uh, not sure. I don't think so. Oh, okay. You know what? We can we can send it. Uh, but that could be something we do. We can do rock paper scissors for this episode. Uh, okay, you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, rock paper scissors. Okay, both We're rock. Um, okay. 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 Uh, one, two, three, go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 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 Rock paper scissors. Go. Scissors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Rock. Okay paper scissors go okay all right i did uh Quab cuts my paper i did scissors all right we did it uh anyway uh yeah well played <laughs> no uh no victory lap or oh yeah i guess what did we do we were having the other person sign off well yeah it's we it's it's dealer's choice it's whatever you wanna uh how you wanna yeah. end it uh you know what? I want you to sign off in a Mickey Mouse voice. You know, the mouse is going to consume all things. He'll eventually <sighs> consume the show. Uh, yeah. He's trying to get a suit or <laughs> oh, deplatformed. You know what? He, so Steamboat Willie. Uh-huh. Maybe we should save this for another episode. But Steamboat <laughs> Willie or the right. Mickey from Steamboat Willie is now in the public domain. So you I are just, just doing Steamboat. Specify. I have to yeah, specify who you're I doing Steamboat Willie's. Yeah, they just didn't renew the patent which is a whole other very interesting thing that we could talk about later but um yeah you're doing steamboat willie so no one can sue us uh-huh. uh steamboat willie mickey <laughs> oh, i'm steamboat willie mickey Ha-ha. i don't have a copyright infringement problem anymore Ha-ha. welcome to the grass i mean thanks for listening to the grass cast and uh hope you have a Disney Day. I don't know what my guest phrase is. (laughs) Subscribe to my Disney Plus channel. Become one with the Disney. Till all are one. (laughs) Beautiful.